today, husbands, it's your turn. Understanding your husband's needs. What guys wish women knew about men. We're going to turn to 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 7. So if you want to follow along. Now as to the matters of which you wrote, it is good, beneficial, advantageous for a man not to touch a woman outside marriage. But because of the temptation to to participate in sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. The husband must fulfill his marital duty to his wife with goodwill and kindness, and likewise the wife to her husband. We, have, we each have a responsibility to one another. The wife does not have exclusive authority over her own body, but the husband shares with her. And likewise, the husband does not have exclusive authority over his body, but the wife shares with him. Do not deprive each other of marital rights, except perhaps by, perhaps by mutual consent for a time, so that you may devote yourselves unhindered to prayer. Now, ladies, if your husband... Uh, asks for sex, and you're watching your favorite episode, you can't tell him you're praying. So you can't do that. It's not going to work. But come together again so that Satan will not tempt you to sin because of your lack of self-control. But I'm saying this as a concession, not as a command. I wish that all the people were as I am, but each person has his own gift from God. One of this kind and one of that. Writer Robert Byrne once said, Anyone who believes that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach flunked geography. (laughs) Sex is very, very, very important to men. I know many of you are saying, duh. Research consistently shows that between 80 and 90% of men view sex as the most important aspect of their marriage. When men are asked what one thing they would like to change in their marriage is, they wish that their wives would be more interested in physical intimacy and more willing to initiate it. Ladies, when you initiate sex, we feel like the man. We'll, I, th- I feel like the whenever, whenever you guys initiate, like I want to like play that song, you can tell everybody... You can tell him. Although the average wife acknowledges that her husband's sex drive is stronger than hers, she still tends to underestimate the impact this one aspect has on their relationship. Many husbands feel alone in this area. They don't share their feelings with their wives or close friends. If they do attempt to communicate it, oftentimes it is met with indifference which makes us feel shameful. It is true that most men don't understand a woman's emotional needs. And, and women, I give you that. We, we, we don't fully understand your emotional needs. But at the same time, most women don't understand, um, understand a man's physical needs either. This sermon series is all about understanding sexuality and why sex is so important to your marriage. It's not intended to add guilt A married couple's love life is essential to a healthy marriage. And listen, we want your marriage to thrive here at the bridge. We want it to thrive. 
You know you're doing something right as a church when you're seeing life change and at the same time ticking people off. Um, you may have noticed a banner I put out by the road uh, earlier this uh, last week. We've gotten several nasty messages uh, and some harsh emails. Uh, I know it's probably not anyone from here because you're here, but um, just let, to let people know, if you don't sign your name to an email or leave your name when you uh, leave a message, I'm not going to bother to respond. Uh, we call that being a coward, okay? Don't lash out, don't even use cuss words, and, and, and don't sign your name, all right? Listen, I've got messages from people from New York, from Florida, from California that don't even attend the bridge that are following this series and have thanked us for talking about a subject that the church often doesn't talk about. Uh, I don't, I, listen, we are a church, and, and, and we will preach what God has called us to preach, and we will not apologize. All right? So four ways. One person is excited about that. Listen, we haven't, we haven't even got started yet. Four ways to understand men better. Number one, men with great faith even struggle with fear. Men with great faith even struggle with fear. We look at some men in the Bible. I think of Moses, Jonah, David, Elijah, all the disciples. We see that they came across great fear in their lives. Feeling inadequate and disrespected is a man's greatest fear. Feeling inadequate and disrespected is a man's greatest fear. Husbands need to know that their wives respect them both privately and publicly. Um, I love my wife, Sabrina, for, for many reasons, and I am fully confident uh, that she respects me in the home and outside of the home. I, I don't have any doubt that when she goes out in public and when she has coffee with her friends, I guarantee she does not talk about me in a negative way. And that means so much to me as a husband. Men thrive when they know their wives trust them, admire them, and believe in them. I hear many wives, even Christian wives, cut down their husbands on a regular basis. Many of these wives wonder why their kids are so disrespectful, but don't realize they are setting the example for their kids by how they talk to their husbands and how they disrespect their husbands. What if you prayed for your husband and encouraged him just as much as you complain or have negative thoughts about him? I guarantee you, if you started there, God would do a, a mighty work in your marriage. There is a difference in seeking advice from godly counsel and bashing your husband. Uh, listen, ladies, I know, you know we're hard-headed, and so sometimes you, know, you tell us something and we just don't listen. And, and, I, and ladies, you need to have godly women in your life who, who you seek for advice. All right? And you can even seek for marriage advice. That's, that's fine. All right? That's different um, than just bashing your husband. Uh, women, you need other women in your life. Men, we need other men in our life to hold us accountable. And we need, we need people that are seasoned in our life, that have been there before, and that, that can speak truth and wisdom in our lives. So that is a, a totally um, 
a totally different thing. Another fear men have is they are afraid that they aren't cutting it in life. Not just at work, but at home, their role as a husband and sex life as well. They may never vocalize this, but inwardly, they are secretly vulnerable. You know what the antidote is for this? Affirmation. Affirmation. To men, affirmation from their wives is everything. Is everything. If they don't receive this affirmation from their wives, they will seek it elsewhere, like work, sports, hobbies, even other women, even if it's just verbal affirmation. Ladies, there should be no one that is a bigger cheerleader to your husband than you are. Than you are. You should be your husband's biggest cheerleader. You know, when I played sports in high school and, uh, and I saw the cute cheerleaders over there, it just made me want to, you know, do even more. I want you know, to dunk the ball, even though I've never dunked before in my life. Uh, I tell you what, thing. Um, when, uh, when I played softball, uh, it was before my wife and I were dating. I've never hit a home run in my entire life. And she came to one of my games out in New Mexico. I stinking crushed that thing <laughs> over the fence, baby. I mean, I was like, oh, my goodness, you know. But then it kind of set the bar because she thought that's how I usually played. But it, it, it didn't. But... Um, however, when husbands receive regular and genuine affirmation from their wives, they become much more secure and confident in all areas of their lives. Other than God, do you know whose opinion matters most after I preach a sermon? My wife's. And I'll go, I'll go, go home and I'll ask my wife, honey, how would you think I did? And I love it when she actually tells me how I did um, and I don't even have to ask her, and, and she's always so affirming. Now, she may say, you know, ah, you know, maybe change that a little bit and stuff, but for the most part, it's always positive. Um, I'm not much of a Mr. Fix-It kind of guy, and our latch on our screen door uh, broke uh, probably about a month ago, and I've been kind of putting it off, you know, and, um, and uh, Declan, our, our, he's a, he'll be one, years, uh, one year old next month, and and he's crawling around anywhere. He's pushing everything. So I just had this picture of him, like, pushing on that screen door and just tumbling down the stairs. So I'm like, all right, I got to take care of this. So, so last, last, last Friday, I, uh, I was like, all right, I'm going I'm to take care of it. Most men, it, it would probably take about 20 minutes to fix that latch. It took me over two hours to, fit, to, to, to put that new latch on. Uh, because I was hoping the latch would line up with the current holes that we had, and it didn't. So I had to get the drill out, and I had to drill some new holes, and I drilled them out, and they didn't match. So then I had to drill some more holes. And, and if, you, if you came to our carport door, carport door you, you would see that door, and it looks like someone just shot up our house <laughs> because there are just holes all up in that door. And you can actually, like, there's so many holes, like, you can, like, see inside the kitchen, you know. Um, but you know what? It works. And I showed Sabrina, and she said, great job. Man, that made me feel good, you know? It looks like crap, but she said, thank you. Um, men also constantly feel a huge weight of providing for 
and taking care of their family. While wives cannot release their husbands from this burden, they can relieve it through a healthy dose of appreciation, encouragement, and support. Men desire romance in their marriage, but lack confidence in their ability to be romantic. Uh, ladies, if we do something for you and it's kind of lame, don't let us know it's lame because it just it hurts us a little bit. Um, uh, you know, if, if, if we, you know, went to Walgreens yesterday uh, and got you something, you know, some stuffed animal or whatever, and, and you really didn't care for it, just, just thank us anyway for it. Uh, you know, we're, we're working on it, but ladies, you also need, need to let us know um, what speaks to you, and, uh, and we forget, so just continually remind. Don't give us hints. Just tell us what, what really, because listen, man, we will not get your hint, and then you're going to be upset that we didn't get your hint. Just tell us exactly what you want, and we'll, and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Um, they, <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. You know, I, I, that comment, I just saw so many men shaking their heads yes, and so many wives just looking at their husbands. So obviously that, that spoke to many of you. Um, they are plagued by et- internal hesitations, perceiving the risk of humiliation and failure is too high if they do something for you, uh, and, and it doesn't, uh, if you don't, you don't feel appreciation for that. Ladies, if it, it doesn't help when you dog your man, how he's not romantic, and what someone else's husband did for them, remind us what's important to you, but don't beat us down. It doesn't help when you, rem- when you say, well, Susie's husband did this for her. All right, well, well, well hooray for Susie, all right? <laughs> Listen. We're trying, all right? Just believe in us. And listen, that romantic that was there, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, it's still inside of us. It's still inside of us, uh, so don't give up on us. So four fears we constantly deal with as men. Feeling inadequate and disrespected, cutting it in life, providing, and a lack of confidence in being romantic. Next one. The battle... Israel. In 1 Corinthians 7, Paul knew the sexual immorality that was happening in Corinth. He knew what the church was facing and how they were succumbing to the temptations uh, in, in, in Corinth. He knew the struggle of self-control even for those who were married. Visual temptation is a constant battle for men. Visual temptation is a constant battle for men. Even the most godly husband cannot avoid noticing a woman who dresses in a way that draws attention to her body. It takes a matter of seconds for a man's mind to wander off where it shouldn't. Listen, men, there's nothing with acknowledging a pretty lady. All right? You know, a pretty lady walks by. You can acknowledge that that's a pretty lady. And, and if you look at her, that's not a sin. But when you keep on looking, you've taken it a step further. All right? Um, ladies, I'm friends with many of you on Facebook. And some of the things that you post and some of the ways that you dress, I am this close to unfriending some of you. Your, one of your pastors 
should not have to unfriend you on Facebook because you are being a stumbling block. All right? So watch what you post. Um, listen, if you love the Lord, then honor him. Honor him and help a brother out as well. And I know some of these men, all right, yeah, all right, all right. Listen, some of you ladies aren't going to like this message. You're saying, well, you're just being too hard on us. Listen, I nailed the guys last week. Nailed them. And just because I'm a man doesn't mean that I can't speak truth and be bold to the ladies as well. And I need people in my life to hold me accountable. I need people to challenge me. And, uh, and so that's what we're going to do today. I love you, ladies, uh, but we're going to speak truth as well. All right? And if, and if you're mad, then talk to Jesus about it. All right? Because God wired men to prioritize physical appearance, his wife's appearance is very important to him. This isn't saying that all men want their wives to look like the latest supermodel. Men, you also have responsibility to take care of yourself. Now, it's probably good that football season is over with because every Monday you're going to Krispy Kremes and buying a dozen donuts for $3 because the Panthers won. So you have responsibility to take care of yourself and how you look as well. What men really want to know is their wives are making an effort to take care of themselves. Husbands appreciate the efforts their wives make to maintain their attractiveness. Listen, man, we can't be living in sweatpants all, all day long and, all, and, and throughout, the, throughout the week. Um, when I get home, one of the first things I do is I put on some pajama pants and I get comfortable. I mean, I work, you know, and I, I help my wife out and I take care of the kids, but I like being comfortable. But sometimes it's nice to look good for your spouse as well. And, and so it's important that, that we're both doing that. A wife must understand that temptation can get a foothold when her husband's sexual needs, including the need to feel desired by his wife, remain unmet. There are many voices in a man, in a man telling him that if he's not fulfilled at home, he can find that elsewhere. We are bombarded every single day with temptations. It isn't any wonder that all the warnings about sexual temptation in Proverbs are directed at men. Your husband depends on you to be his partner in this battle against sexual temptation. Although you aren't responsible for his actions, you are a key component in his victory. You're the only woman in the world that God has called to meet your husband's sexual desires. You are the only woman in the world that God has called to meet your husband's sexual desires. That's, that's pretty awesome responsibility. You're the only woman in the world whom your husband can look at sexually without compromising his integrity. You aren't responsible for your husband's sexual behavior. Don't be motivated out of fear that he will act out if you don't meet his needs. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. You know, like, I, ha I have to fulfill my husband because I'm fearful that he's going to find that uh, somewhere else. That's that, no. Rather, be motivated out of a love and desire to share his, his sexual journey with him. That's what should motivate you, your desire to share his spiritual journey with him. In marriage, a lack of sex profoundly has a negative effect on a husband. 
When a husband feels rejected sexually, he not only feels his wife is rejecting him physically, but that she is somehow rejecting him as a husband, as a provider, and as a man. When you are rejecting him physically, it, 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 it affects us so much more deeply than, than you ladies can even understand. It affects us as a husband, as a provider, and as a man. Celebrates how God has created your husband. Dennis Rainey, the president of Family Life, and his wife, Barbara, who have six children and 19 grandchildren, know something about this topic. They wrote an excellent article where they received an email about the romantic differences between men and women. It began by asking, how do you romance a woman? Their answer was, wine her, dine her, call her, cuddle with her, surprise her, compliment her hair, shop with her, listen to her, buy flowers, hold her hand, write love letters, and be willing to go to the end of the earth and back again for her. That sounds about right, doesn't it? Who wouldn't want that kind of treatment? The email continued, how do you romance a man? Dennis and Barbara answered, arrive naked and bring food. <laughs> I'm just saying, these are Christian counselors that know what they're talking about. And look, and please don't post just that sentence <laughs> on social media, because I've been getting enough flack for that for that uh, uh, sign out there, if you, if you post hashtag arrive naked and bring food, I'm going to hear about it. A woman's picture of romance, they, they go on to say, a woman's picture of romance tends to revolve around her emotional needs and her thirst for a relationship with her husband. While a man has emotional needs too, a man's view of romance is much more focused on a single experience, sexual affirmation. As you can imagine, oftentimes these clash as the wife's emotional needs are not being met and a husband's physical needs are not being met, which creates tension in a marriage. The wife says, well, I'm not getting what I need emotionally. The husband says, well, I'm not getting what I need physically. And, and there's just a standstill. There's a cold war that started. What about you be Jesus and you meet your spouse's needs first? And I guarantee you, your needs will be met as well. But you're frustrated in this one area, so it's like you're going to uh, almost punish your spouse and that's not, that's, that's not what Jesus called us to do as spouses. He called us to lay our lives down. He called us to be selfless, not selfish. There has to be a desire to learn more about your spouse. Colossians 3.12, and I really encourage you to, to read that passage when you get home, tells us to put on a heart of compassion. Do you have compassion for your spouse? Listen, if you got compassion for a lot of other people, 
If you got compassion for um, your kids, you got compassion for coworkers, you got compassion for friends, you got compassion for, for family members, but you don't have compassion for your spouse, you're missing it. How is God going to honor that marriage if you don't have compassion? Listen, you know who has compassion on you? Jesus has compassion on you. So if, if, listen, God knows everything about you and I. And he still has chosen to love us and pursue our hearts. If God chose to pursue your heart, how much more should you pursue your spouse's heart? There has to be compassion. If a wife loves her husband, then she'll want to know him, understand him, and have empathy for him so she can love him more. The sexuality of females and, me, and males needs to be understood. And this is so important. I, I love this point that, uh, that Dennis and Barbara made. They say the experiences of childbearing and nursing are affirmations of female sexuality. Women were made to nurture life. It is an expression of their inherent femaleness. Even if they never have a biological child, women are nurturers by God's design. You're nurturers. I see it in my three-year-old Noel. Um, my three-year-old Noel nurses her baby dolls. She sees Sabrina doing it, and so she'll sit on the couch next to her, pull up her shirt, and put the baby doll <laughs> right on there. Uh, we bought her a little, you know, um, uh, her, her grandma in Ohio bought her a, a little crib that she, puts, that, she, that she puts down next to her bed, Noel does. And I saw last night, um, she put a blanket over her and she kissed her baby goodnight. And, um, and when we were at dinner time, we had those little high chair that came there as well. And so, so there's a little high chair that, that Noel had next to her at dinner and she was feeding the baby as well. And uh, she puts the baby in timeout as well when it's, <laughs> when it's, when it's misbehaving. Um, listen. Uh, she has uh, some experience with that as well. <laughs> but I even see it at my my, when my daughter, at three years old, how she is just a nurturer. And then I look at my boys, and they're, like, punching each other. <laughs> and, like, I'm, I'm about ready. Like, okay, man, listen, look, we, we just went to the emergency room. Like, like I, I got the emergency room on speed dial, you know, with boys. By contrast, a man's sexuality... His manhood is primarily expressed through sexual intercourse. His sexual performance with his wife is an inseparable part of who he is. Ladies, if we were critical of you for being a nurturer, how would that make you feel? It would hurt you deeply, wouldn't it? Well, when you get annoyed at us, or make jokes about our sexual desire that God placed in us, it hurts us deeply whether we admit it or not. Something to really think about. What ma women, what makes you, what gives you that um, female, uh, that female sexuality is, is, is that uh, that nursing and, 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 and childbearing and, and that coming alongside of uh, that, just that nurture, 
that nurtured uh, gift that God has given you. And, 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 this, and for us, it's, it's sex. So when, when there's a long period of time that goes, that happens, and we haven't had sex in a while, it, it, really, it really affects us as a man. It really, really does. Your husband will never be the man God created him to be if you don't validate his maleness and understand and satisfy his need for sexual intimacy. You are God's primary instrument of love and affirmation if he is to become the man God has called him to be. You have the power to make him or break him because men are not born, they are made. They are made. Research has shown that the reason men want more sex is because of their strong need to be desired by their wives. Men simply want to be wanted. We want to be wanted. Healthy physical intimacy gives men an increasing sense of confidence and well-being that carries over into every other area in his life. And this also helps overcome the fears that we just talked about a little bit earlier. You cannot compartmentalize your husband's sexuality. You cannot love him as a husband, but reject him sexually. You cannot love him as a husband, but reject him sexually. It's impossible. You can't do one without the other. How can you truly be connected with him if you ignore or minimize the one aspect of his life that dominates him physically, emotionally, spiritually, and relationally? Next one. And this is our last one. Sex doesn't have to be a chore. One woman wrote, Although we have a pretty good marriage, sex feels like another chore on my list. I hate that my husband thinks about it so much and that, I, that he always wants it. I dread going to bed, fearing that he'll ask me for sex. Sometimes I find things to do around the house, hoping that he'll fall asleep before I'm ready for bed. I just wish I could shut him off somehow. Listen, ladies, there's times we go to bed at night and maybe we're not falling asleep yet and, uh, and you come in and maybe you get ready for bed and we're staring at you and you're like, you like, you know, like turn around because you don't want us, you know, to be looking at you. Listen, man, like we want you. That's not a bad thing, all right? And it shouldn't feel like a chore. If it feels like a chore... Either you're not doing it right, or something's not, ma- not, ma- not matching up. Instead of getting frustrated with your husband that he wants sex all the time, why don't you affirm him and celebrate that's how God made him and stop making him feel guilty? Husbands, have, husbands also need to have realistic expectations. I do marriage counseling every once in a while. And uh, when, I, when I have marriage counseling with someone that, that has not had sex before, and I ask the guy, I ask him, uh, how many times do you, now, when my, wife, when, when my wife and I do this together, uh, this talk we have separately. 
I meet with a guy, and she meets, she meets with a girl. And I ask him, how many times do you expect to have sex? And a lot of times, he says, I don't know, probably about six to eight times a week. <laughs> Listen, you cannot expect to have more sex than there are days in the week. <laughs> that is unrealistic. And I, and I tell these guys, well, it's probably not going to happen. Um, you know, if you get, you know, especially when you first, you know, get married, you know, when, when you're first married, you know, if you do, uh, you know, one, one or two or maybe tops three times a week, that's, that's, prob- that's probably pretty good. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. So, men, you have to have realistic expectations. A doctor did a study, and he said, while there may be no one right answer to the question of how, many, how, how often couples should have sex, lately I've somewhat been less equivocal and advised couples to try it at least once a week. According to this doctor, through a study conducted with more than 20,000 couples, he found that only 26% of couples are hitting that once-a-week mark. Only 26% of marriages have sex at least one time a month. With the majority of the respondents reporting sex only once or twice a month or less. This doctor advises couples to have sex at least once a week. I, as your pastor personally advise you that having sex with your spouse at least once or twice, once or two times a week is not an unrealistic expectation. I don't think having sex once or twice a week is unrealistic, especially if you're younger. I understand when you get older, your drive isn't as strong, but, uh, Listen, if you're married, I'm going to challenge you. I want sex at least one time a week. <laughs> at least one time a week. Listen, we are, we're doing a kid's expansion. We got you covered. All right? If you do, if you have sex at least one time a week or twice, we will do less counseling in this church, which will, have, which will allow me to prepare more for these sermons. So that's your challenge. Get at it. I totally lost my place right now. (laughs) The husband pursues romance based on his sexual passion, and the wife goes after relationship. Those two don't have to be at war with one another, but can complement each other. Have you ever noticed that your husband seems to treat you differently after sex. He's more attentive and more affectionate and more appreciative. This isn't just your imagination. He is biologically wired to bond with you after sex. He literally feels emotionally closer, closer to you after an orgasm. Can you say that in church? I just did. He literally feels emotionally closer to you after an orgasm. I said it twice. The lack of regular sex is a significant barrier 
to emotional connectedness and intimacy for men. If you wonder why your husband is not emotionally connected to you, is because probably your sex life stinks. He is not going to be emotionally connected to you if that's not happening. It's how God wired us. Likewise, sex, per, sex is perhaps the most emotional, uh, most powerful force bonding a man emotionally and relationally, relationally to his wife. So I guarantee you the more sex you'll have in your marriage, the more emotionally and relationally bonded you will be as husband and wife. Listen, it's, it might be cold outside, but it's getting hot up in here, buddy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Beyond just the act of having sex, sharing and embracing your husband's sexuality is perhaps the most powerful way to build the intimacy you so desire in your marriage. More important than giving your husband frequent sex is a commitment to explore and embrace sexual intimacy within your marriage. Wives, your husband's sex drive, whether you believe it or not, is God's gift to you. Your husband's sex, sex drive is God's gift to you. It should not be something that irritates you or is a burden to you. Ladies, God intended you to enjoy sex as well with your husbands. And if you're not, I encourage you to talk to some godly women and get some advice. We have people here at the bridge that will be more than willing to talk to you and, and help you out in that area. Some incredible Christian books about this topic are written, and there's articles. Um, if you're not on Right Now Media, go on Right Now Media. Like, you know, who cares about, like, the latest episode of whatever the latest um, TV show is out there, whatever? Watch Right Now Media, and there are thousands of studies about marriage and sexuality um, between a husband and wife. Watch it. Take the time and pour into your marriage at night instead of watching a bunch of junk that doesn't even matter. Wives, ask your husband if you make them feel valued as a husband and as a provider. You know, husbands, I asked you to ask, ask your wife those four questions last week, and, and, and I asked the husbands not to get offended, you know, if their wife is honest with them. And ladies, I don't want you to get offended if you ask your husband that question, if, he, if you make him feel valued as a husband, provider, and man, and he gives you an honest answer. Don't, don't get upset with him. Like, how can there be change if there's not honesty happening in your marriage? That's what Satan wants. Satan wants stuff to be hidden. He wants to be stuff to be kept in the dark and not to talk about it. Last quote, and then I'm done. Fulfilling your husband sexually encompasses so much more than the physical act. It means inviting his sexuality into your marriage, embracing all that it is, hopes and desires. It includes wanting to fully understand him and welcome, welcoming the sexual appetite that expresses his masculinity. It involves striving with him through weakness and temptation, and covering his fears and failures. No magazine, no co-worker, no porn site can be this teammate and confidant for your husband. 
this is your place. This is the power God has given you as a wife. This is your gift only you can give to him. So let's review. Men with great faith even struggle with fear. The battle is real. Celebrate how God has created your husband. And sex doesn't have to be a chore. It's 12-11. I want to do something a little bit different here for the closing prayer. If Pastor Bat, you want to come up here and uh, play a little bit for us, play a little Marvin Gaye for us or something. Um, I know a lot of times wife, uh, husbands have their arms around their wives. This time I want the wives. If your husband, if you're sitting next to your husband, I want you to put your arm around your husband. I saw a lot of guys with, with already their arms around their husband. Hu- good job, fellas. That's good. Um, listen, ladies, you don't realize how badly we need you in all areas of our life. So we can't do it. We can't do it without you. You play such an important role and God has given you an awesome responsibility. Yes, he's given us an awesome responsibility as men to be leaders, to be spiritual leaders of our homes, to be providers of our families and, and, that, and that's, it's a heavy load. But women, we need you so desperately to be our biggest cheerleaders. Let's pray right now. God, we desperately need our wives in all areas of our lives. Wives, we know that you desire your husbands to be all that God has made them to be, but we can't do that without your help. We need a partner in, in, in this battle with us. We need you in our corners, fighting for us. We need our wives to celebrate the sexual desires that God has put inside of us and not be annoyed by that. We need wives that stop complaining and pray for us and encourage us. If there's any wives in here who may feel some conviction in this area, God can forgive you right now. He can forgive you right now and he can make you into the woman that that he's called you to be. God, God can forgive you and your husband will forgive you as well. God has called us as men to be the spiritual leaders and providers of our homes. And we can't do that fully unless our wife isn't there supporting us.